weekend is here, and we're breaking down the teams that you're passionate about. Oh, really? This is the Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to Saturday Show here on The Zone Sports Network. Adrian Lizer, Jake Hatch heading down to... Uh, Get on with us down from the Cougar pregame area, and we'll uh, we'll talk to him about in about an hour from now. So, uh, big thanks to Jake for doing a lot today for the station. Uh, don't forget Utah State taking on Fresno State, as we mentioned. Big, big thanks to Scott Gerard and Kevin White for hopping on with Jake and I in that last segment. Talk about their big Mountain West showdown tonight. You can catch all that action on the zone sports network and with them on the call they do a great job that's a fun call to listen to so make sure you tune in tonight um also tonight byu is taking on liberty and so we wanted to let you hear from head coach of liberty that's hugh freeze formerly of Ole miss and uh they have been scoring a lot of points putting up a lot of yards but they head in to take on byu which will be an interesting game tonight not really, because I think BYU is going to handle business, and they are going to continue this winning streak. And they are looking at an 8-4 season, which I think is a big-time season for the Cougars, especially after dropping Toledo and uh, and uh, and following it up with that loss at USF. They've responded in kind with big wins over Utah State and Boise State. So here it is, DJ PK with Hugh Freeze from earlier this week on the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK time to talk with Hugh Freeze, Liberty Flames football coach, Liberty and BYU playing this weekend. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Hugh, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing? We are doing well. Uh, a couple of independents playing late in the year. It works out because I think when you're an independent, uh, scheduling in November is always difficult. And I'm, I'm curious, you've been in football for a long time, but you're probably used to conferences, and we've been talking about it with BYU for almost a decade now, the unique challenges independence presents. How are you finding independence to be different than life uh, in a conference? You know, it's, uh, it's quite interesting to me that um, this is my first uh, experience with it. And, you know, I, I kind of of the mentality that, that realistically there's probably, I don't know what you would say, but I would guess there's only six to – you know, eight teams in the nation on a given year that realistically have a chance to, you know, win the national championship, and, that, and eight may be a stretch. It's probably more like six. And so, the the you know, my approach is kind of the rest of us are just playing for bowl eligibility. And, um, you know, I think it's uh, the positives of it are you get a variety of experiences for your student-athlete and um does it present some challenges in scheduling, particularly later in the year? Yes. And, um, you know, right now we're not uh, – I, I wish we, you know, have played BYU earlier in the year, you know, because we're now at the end of the year and we've got BYU and Virginia back-to-back, which are teams that could, you know, at this stage of our program could, could beat you up physically. And, and, you know, and we need to win the last game of the year um, – you know, if if things don't go our way in the BYU or Virginia game, and, and you could be beat up, so it's uh, it presents a challenge in scheduling. I'm still kind of new to it, so I don't know exactly how I feel about it totally. But um, I do think that there may be more that join the independent ranks as it 
as time goes on. And, um, you know, we're happy to – the scheduling part is the hardest thing, and I, I don't really get involved in that a lot. Um, you know, I don't think we're – you know, all of us that I guess we would consider ourselves a group of five school um, – you know, and I've coached at a group of five school before in the Sun Belt, and you know, your your whole deal is, how many of these power fives do we have to bite off every year? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, when you become an independent like we did and move up to FBS, you know, you're just trying to get a schedule. So our first few years are very challenging and difficult. Yeah, and this is the third of four consecutive road games that you have now. The Virginia game, you do have a bye before you have to go over there, and obviously that's a much shorter trip than it is to come out to BYU, so you do end with a very difficult schedule. Uh, Looking at your team, though, you know, you've built up to this opportunity to to be bowl eligible this year at, at this level. It's your first time. And as I look at your team, it's good to have, I would imagine, senior quarterback Calvert, and then uh, you've got a receiver, Gandy Golden, who has put up 1,000 yards repeatedly. Can you speak to the quality of those two kids? Yeah, those two are, are obviously kids that are kind of making us go. You know, our offense is centered around, you know, those two guys. And, you know, uh, Calvert last year, threw for some yards, but threw so many interceptions and turned the ball over. Um, and, and I'm real proud of the work he's put in along with our staff to to change that. And, and you know, and he has. And he hasn't uh, – he's, he's really taking care of the ball well. And obviously, uh, AGG's – I've got a lot of receivers I've coached that are in the league right now, and, and AGG's going to join them. He's, he's very, very talented and uh, – you know, we'll be an NFL player one day. So our, our offense kind of goes through those two guys. As you get ready for BYU, you probably notice they've had plenty of quarterback injuries and played three different quarterbacks. How many of them have you really studied prepping for this game? And, and what are the differences between these guys in your view? Well, it's a great challenge. You know, I know that the original starter, you know, possibly could be back. So that's you know, an unknown. I haven't heard, you know, whether he is or not or don't know if we will hear, but and then I know they had a concussion last week with with another kid and uh so we've seen all three of them play. Um I don't think that they change who they are a whole lot. Do I think e- each of them have different strengths? Yes, but um, you know, the system is the system pretty much I think with um with what they run and they do very, very good at it and you know, it's it's a challenge for us. Just not if you just start with the physical nature of the game, uh, the size advantage that they have uh, from an offensive line perspective against our defense and defensive line against our offensive line is is where I think the the major battle uh, is for us. It's an uphill battle. Um, but you know, quarterback wise, they're all three. You know, have done good things when they've been in there, and so. Um, I'm sure, you know, Kalani feels, you know, um, good about using all three if he has to because, you know, all of them have produced results. So, I mean, he's blessed to have those, and it's tough for us to prepare a little bit. But uh, the good thing is I don't think that they change the identity of the offense a whole lot. As you build this program, Coach, to this level, this being your first season, the stuff that I've read is that depth obviously is an issue. Is that some of the reasons you've had some high-scoring games? Is Maybe defensively there might be some fatigue and uh, teams wearing your guys down since you don't yeah, have that depth. Yeah, and, and we've, we've suffered injuries on that side of the ball. And, 
you know, it's nobody's fault. I mean, but the, the reality is that uh, most of the 85-man roster, scholarship roster here was, you know, recruited to play FCS football. Right. And so you, you it's nobody's fault. That's just what we were. And, um, and now, you know, you're playing a 10-game schedule against FBS opponents, and, man, death is an issue. And particularly if you suffer a few injuries like we have defensively, we've been fortunate offensively and haven't uh, had many. But, boy, defensively we've had a rash of them. And, and so I do think that that shows up in, in your performance uh, on the field. And, but, you know, as coaches you never have a – it's just a next man up mentality and you've got to get ready the ones that can physically play – and, uh, and that's that's the kind of the approach we've taken. BYU's running game has taken a uh, a pretty big hit here with injuries. They've gotten kind of gotten creative to keep that thing going. Uh, when you look at their running game and your ability to defend their running game, uh, what do you think about your front seven's ability to match up against that O line? Well, it's like I said, I think that's the you know the tallest task we have is is trying to figure out ways to you know. Uh, keep them from totally controlling the the game in that regard you know we had that same challenge at Rutgers you know we were able offensively we only had eight possessions and scored 34 points but uh, they kept the ball 41 minutes and um, you know I see this as, as a similar task of how do we you know get off the field and win some first downs where it's not, you know, a five-yard gain, a three-yard gain, a three-yard gain, and that clock's steadily running because, you know, you know, just on paper alone, the uh, the physical nature of their offensive line against our D-line is, uh, you know, appears to be an advantage. So we've got to play extremely hard and, and with great pad level and try to manipulate the box some to – to try to stop that and they're very creative too you know where i mean every run they have has a reverse off of it or a reverse pass or i mean you know they, they've gotten really creative and so they present you a problem with if you do want to put extra people in the box you've got other issues to worry about so you know i tip my hat to them they've done a good job coach we appreciate a few minutes thanks for joining us and we'll uh, we'll see you this weekend uh, thanks so much guys Hugh Freeze, head coach of the Liberty Flame, on with uh, DJ and PK earlier in the week. Big thanks to him for taking some time out of his week to talk with those guys. Interesting stuff there, talking about independence and uh, how many teams are really in it for the national title every week as a guy who coached in the SEC, uh, or national title every year, as a guy who ta- uh, coached in the SEC uh, for a long time and uh, said about six or seven. Uh, are really in it every year so interesting stuff this is one of those years where there's a more than a handful of teams that could be in it at the end of the season i talked to jake about it a little bit it's gonna be interesting for the committee if things kind of keep going the way they are uh this uh this season it's gonna be tough choices and uh, we'll talk about some of the scores from around college football coming up on the other side but before that we want to remind you that we are here at stockton 12 honda 10860 south automall drive uh, this month, you can receive a $10 Target gift card just for bringing your card in for an appraisal. Uh, no no purchase required. We'll also buy your card today and give you $500 more towards your trade-in. You get that Civic for $5 a day, $6 a day for the Accord, CRV for $7 a day. And also check out the, check out the uh, new Honda Passport with 280 horsepower, 3.5 liter engine, V6 um, on that as well. Coming up on the other side, we'll let you hear from 
Uh, we'll let you hear from Brian Jones of CBS Sports as he was on with Tony Parks earlier in the week, talking a lot about the national landscape here in the country. Also talked about Utah. They were on the bye week, but they came off a huge win over Washington. That's all coming up next here on the Saturday show on the Zone Sports Network. Around the corner, don't miss any of the action this season as flexible, affordable mini plans are now on sale starting at $15. Purchase yours today by calling 801-581-UTICS or visiting utahutes.com. Find a Chevy truck, car, or SUV built for your lifestyle. Listen every Monday morning to DJ and PK and every Monday afternoon to the big show for your Chevy strong play of the game. Win great prizes from your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. It's the weekend! Let's go! It may be the weekend, but there are no days off for the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Saturday Show with Adrian Leiser and Jake Hatch. Can't wait, can't, 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 can't wait. It's all weekend, baby. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Back Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Adrian Lizer with Jake Hatch. You can follow us on Twitter at APLizer at Jake C. Hatch. Also catch Jake on the Locked On Cougars podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Network. He does that daily for all your BYU sports uh, needs. So make sure you check that out. He does a great job on that. Uh, also check out the Saturday show on uh, wherever you you uh, subscribe to your podcasting, also at 1280thezone.com, and also subscribe to The Movie Zone with myself and Austin Horton. We have a fun week doing that every single week. You can catch that on Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays here on The Zone. So multiple times to catch that. Otherwise, please go download and podcast if you enjoy it. Uh, right now, I'll let you hear from Brian Jones of CBS Sports, who was on with Tony Parks earlier in the week, talked about Utah, talked a lot about Alabama, LSU, as that game is going right now. Should be an interesting matchup for the rest of this game. Uh, 16-7 lead right now for LSU. So before we uh, go any further, here's Brian Jones with Tony Parks. Welcome back, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Bill, uh, big thanks to Will Snowden, who joined us earlier in the show. Hear that interview in its entirety on 1280thezone.com. You know what time it is now. It's Thursday. It's 11.05. That means Brian Jones of CBS Sports is with us, as always. Brian, how you doing, man? What's the latest? I'm doing great, man, but uh, I, I got T but no A. That ain't cool. I need both T and A, man, every Thursday. That's that's just wrong. And, and I understand uh, Austin is uh, missing the show because he, he's he's going big big Willie style, closing on a new house. Yeah. You, you don't, doesn't he know that it's football season? You don't get married, nor do you close on a new house and have to miss work. During football season. Come on. So around here, a lot of weddings will happen, different times, all of that. And during football season, it'll happen a lot. And and uh, I show up to the receptions and things like that. But I always try to remind people, whenever you try to do something like that around this time of year, people might not show up. Just be oh. ready for that. They got tickets. They got plans. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we know we know down here in the south. You don't plan anything uh, extravagant like that around football season. It's all about the game, and once that's over, 
do what you will. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Brian Jones, CBS Sports, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Uh, well, we'll get to the big matchup, number one versus number two here in just a bit, because this is, uh, or, or I should say number two, number three, um, because this is why we are in the business, big time games. No, 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 no. We're going with the AP poll, baby. Number one versus number oh, two. Oh, you're going <laughs> to, now you're speaking like a real SEC homer here. You know, now, you, now you. No, see, no, no, no. I knew I'm you'd come along to this. CBS, a CBS homer. Oh, a Okay, I see. I see how this works now. I see how this works now. Uh, but, Brian, um, with the first release of the uh, college football playoff uh, rankings, top of the Pac-12 was ahead of the Big 12. Do you expect that to hold if Oklahoma and Utah or Oregon wins out the rest of the way? I, I, I do. And, 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 of course, Baylor's not going to get that much uh, – uh, love, even though they're sitting there 12, 8, no, they still have their toughest games remaining, so they, they can't be smarting too much. Oklahoma, I, I, I probably would have had them ahead of Utah. Utah lost to a 5-4 and four USC team. Oklahoma loses to a 6-2 and two K-State team. So I probably would have switched those two, but Oregon, I said it at the beginning of the season once they, they lost to uh, Auburn, that yeah, they lost that game depending on how they lost the game, and they pretty much controlled it for the majority of the contest, uh, losing there in, in the waning moments uh, and minutes, I should say, uh, if they continue to win out, I think they'll be in a prime position. And if Utah now sitting there right behind them continues to win out, uh, they both can make a case to get into the college football playoff. Brian, one of the objectives that the college football playoff always has is, and it's listed there, number one, prioritize conference champion in your eyes should the playoff be about the four best teams or should there be qualifiers if there are qualifiers what should they be i I like the the conference champions uh you you have those for a reason and and you 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 allow those those uh champions for a reason it's supposed to mean something and and the fact that uh they have it as criteria number one I, i love a lot of people don't go along with that and we've seen teams Alabama uh, comes to mind as the main team that has not won a conference championship, not even played in a conference championship game, and yet have gotten into the college football playoffs. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down with the, 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 the conference champions. I think we may see that happen again this year, depending on what happens. Alabama, LSU this weekend, of course, and Penn State, uh, they're, they're taking on undefeated uh, Minnesota if – they are to get by them and then play an undefeated Ohio State. Maybe uh, we have a mess hit in the Big Ten and maybe a non-conference champion gets in again. I actually thought LSU should have been ranked number one ahead of Ohio State. I give a little bit more relevance to that, that win versus Texas, although Texas, my alma mater, hasn't looked great here of late. I still think beating them on the road, second game of the season, where they weren't as depleted on the defensive side of the ball, should carry some weight. So winning three top ten matchups in your first eight, uh, you should be number one in the land. Brian Jones, CBS Sports. So, yeah, so for that game coming up this weekend, Bama LSU, in your eyes, the loser, if it ends up being a tight game and they win out, in your eyes, the loser of this game should be eliminated. Uh, if they, if the winner, you said, I'm sorry, say that again. The, the loser, loser if they no, win out. If the loser wins out, but then let's say their loss in this game, let's say LSU loses by a field goal at the end, 20 to 19, well played game, clearly two of the four best teams out there on the football field. In your eyes, the loser of this game should be eliminated. 
I don't think they should. And 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 the only way they're going to be eliminated is you have unscathed everywhere else, and okay. you will have that. In, in the ACC, I think, with Clemson. We'll see what happens in the Big Ten, whether it's Penn State, Ohio State, they're going to get in as a conference champion, and, of course, if they're undefeated. And even if they have one loss as a conference champion, they're going to get in. And whoever the SEC representative is, so that's three of your spots. Now it's going to come down to, say, the one-loss uh, loser in this ball game and a, maybe a one-loss Pac-12 champion. And if it's Oregon... And they, they 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 barely lost to Auburn, and say Auburn has knocked off Bama uh, here at the end of the season. Uh, you know, it, it it may play a role uh, where that's that's a, 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 a nod to to Oregon, but uh, it can get messy. That's why I've been clamoring for us to expand this thing for, sure. for seasons like this, where you may have a multitude of one-loss teams that are 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 deserving to be in the playoff. But uh, I, I, I think, you know, there could be a case made. If LSU runs the table, say they lose this and they run the table, do you want them in? Yeah, if Alabama loses, definitely. They're going to still be in that number because we've seen that happen before. And, and I'm seeing that's where I, I'm all about the four best teams. My, right. like, my thing is, if two of the four best teams are in the same division, then so be it. Because not all divisions are created equal. Not all conferences are created equal. And I'm, I'm saying this by performance, not reputation. Um, yeah. So I don't think the second place team after this weekend in that West division, let's say it's LSU, and let's say Oregon State is still in second place of the Pac-12 North. I know they currently are right now. Those teams are light years apart. Like light years apart. So that, that's why I personally don't always believe in the qualifier unless you got out and expanded playoff to like 12 or, or whatever it is. My thing is you just base it solely on performance from week one through 12. The other reason why is standings and rankings are not the same thing. The other part is conference season only makes of two-thirds, and non-conference absolutely matters, like when you're factoring in the situation with Oregon, like you do differently other one-loss teams. So that, that's where this gets really complicated. I don't care for the system. Four teams out of 130 is ridiculous. I don't think right. there's any doubt. Five power five conferences, four spots. So I'm never going to defend the system. But if this is the system we have, I like four best far more than you have to do X, Y, and Z because I've always believed production should always override circumstance or identity. Always. Well, if you are, if you, if you, are, uh, you know, the best in your conference, you should win your conference. And I understand anything can happen on any given weekend, but mm-hmm. you should win it. That's why I have not been in favor of Alabama getting in. I wasn't in favor of them playing a rematch versus LSU the last time LSU beat them back in 2011. And they, they, they got together in the BCS uh, game, of course, Alabama dominated and have since. I wasn't a, a fan of that because they didn't win the conference. I wasn't a fan of them getting in a few years ago. Auburn knocks them off, and uh, they didn't win the conference then, but yet they got in, and once they get in, they prove they're worthy of being there. But you didn't win your conference, so you shouldn't get that opportunity. Uh, that's just my, my preference and, and how I feel having – had to, you know, every, each and every season there, there are certain goals. Win your opener, win your home games, beat your rivals, and win your conference. Mm-hmm. So conference championships still mean something to me having won one. What chance do you give Baylor and Minnesota to make this real? 
Well, we're going to find out a lot about Minnesota. They're a good, damn good football team, playing a lot better on the defensive side of the ball. You, you look at uh, Joe Rossi, what they're doing with this new defensive coordinator. Actually, he was the interim last year. Then he took over uh, the last part of the season. And, and, and prior to him taking over, Rob Smith, who had been their D.C. the last six games, they gave up 42 20-plus uh, yard plays. Uh, eight games this year, they've given up 20 such type plays under Joe Ross. So they've gotten better on that side of the ball. They can run the hell out of the rock. They've gotten better on the offensive line. This will be their toughest test. So I don't know until I see them this weekend go up against Penn State. I give them a puncher's chance in this. And Penn State's playing damn good, have an excellent defense. And we've seen them go on the road and play fairly well. So uh, if they can win this ball game, they got a damn good chance of winning the conference. Baylor, I like their resiliency. Uh, they've gotten some help in that Texas Tech ball game from the officials. Horrible call. Uh, they, they relinquished the lead mm-hmm. in the Iowa State game, found a way to win that. Uh, and, and their biggest games, Oklahoma and I dare to say Texas, remain, of course. So, you know, TCU will not be a slouch. That's a big rivalry game between those two. And, uh, you know, it's, it's yet to be seen how, really, how good this team really is. He's Brian Jones. He's with CBS Sports. Check him out coming up on Saturday. He'll have uh, the best coverage for you of that Bama-LSU game. It's going to be a blast. Cannot wait for that. Uh, As you look at the playoff picture, all the teams that are right in the thick of this, if there's going to be a team that disappoints, who do you think it's going to be? Ha, that is a great question. I can see Oklahoma stubbing their toes. That defense did not look great. They reverted to the old defense. Uh, and when they played K-State, now offensively, they, they can score with anybody pretty much. But defensively, you know, is that the real defense? Uh, someone can come and hit you in the mouth and, and, and you wilt? Or was that an aberration? We're going to find out going up against Iowa State because Iowa State likes to punch you in the mouth. They, they, their game is predicated on being physical. Now, can they stop OU? I'm not so sure they can, but we'll see if they can control the clock. So I would say it's OU. No, I, I think that's a terrific pick involving that. Uh, Utah had the big win over Washington last week, and everybody's talked about that. The Utes are on the bye now, but I thought last week this was one of those check-all-the-boxes victories. Coaching, unbelievable in the game. Quarterback playing hurt, down 14-3. to I thought the style of officiating really helped the Washington team. They didn't call any holding, kind of let everything go. I wouldn't have been surprised if they didn't call face mask. I mean, just that that's the way they <laughs> and, and packed full of officiating we can talk about that another day but in every way a really good coach on the other side and Chris Peterson they're coming off the bye really good game plan Uh, they had to come from behind down eight late in the third all the clutch plays and the different things from third downs passing game pass protection they polished it so perfectly to win such a gutty tough game when you watch a team like Utah and you see the way they win that thing is that one of those teams that nobody wants to run into at this time of the year? Well, I don't think anyone's scared of anyone, and, and, and you, you like those challenges when you go up against a physical-minded team like Utah, and I agree with your assessment. That was an impressive win. And sitting there watching that, of course, I came on your show last week, and I told you I was smelling an upset, and it, and it looked as though that may occur right. until Jacob Easton started throwing balls to the, the, the wrong color jersey, uh, <laughs> but I give a lot of credit to Utah, man, hanging in there, being behind the eight ball, and leaning on Zach Moss in that running game. Tyler Huntley made some plays. I was, like, I was sitting there watching. I, I thought he was hurt. <laughs> he didn't look hurt, man. You talk about willing yourself to make some dynamite plays. 
that young man did exactly that. And, and they, they turned up roses when they needed to, making play after play. So to go on a roll, even though this Washington team isn't as great as we've seen in the past, I take nothing away from Utah. That was a hell of a win. And, and you know, they've had some, some good games here lately. And some where it was over before it started, but then to go up there and get behind, that's the mark of a true champion. And they play like one. Brian, I want to switch to the non-P5 real quick. There you go, Brian Jones with Tony Parks talking a lot about the playoffs in Utah and who he's impressed with in the college football right now. Uh, of course, he mentioned that um, he doesn't like that conference championships aren't favored. He thinks that they should be more heavily weighted. Uh, it's an interesting thing, and Jake and I will get into it in a little bit. I think that's the biggest conversation going forward uh, in this college football playoff committee is if things shake out where you have good one-loss teams that are not conference champions, what is the committee going to do with that? I believe, I'm with Brian, I believe that if they said that's the, in their criteria, even though they've kind of done whatever they want, but they did say that's in their criteria, they should weight that. Now, as Tony said, is also true is that he believes that the best four teams should be in. And it, it, to his point, isn't that what we're looking for is the best four teams, not just the best four teams that qualify in these certain areas. So that's, that's the other side of it too, is that it's going to be really fascinating to see if the best four teams end up being the teams uh, that fit that conference champion and leaving out champion or teams that didn't make their conference championship at all. That's also going to be interesting. So, uh, big games this week. Still LSU 16-7 to over Alabama right now in that one. Alabama hasn't really done anything on offense. They do have a punt return for a touchdown, which was an incredible one. If you haven't seen the highlight of that, go check it out uh, right now while we're in the break. Coming up on the other side, we will get more to college football, a little scoreboard update around the country, and also tell you all about the deals they've got going on here as we are live at Stockton 12 Honda here in Sandy. We'll talk about all that next, coming up here on the Saturday Show. Whether you're stuck at the mall, in the yard, or making a quick trip to the home improvement store, We've got your back. It's gonna be May. This is the Saturday Show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Saturday Show here on The Zone Sports Network live from Stockton 12 Honda, 10860 South here on Automall Drive in Sandy. Really easy to find. Uh, we are joined again by our good friend Jake Hatch. Jake, how are you? Doing good, Adrian. How are you doing? We're in two different locations good, now. Man. Yes, we are. Good to hear your voice again. Jake's down at JCW. is going to be on the Cougar pregame show with Will Snowden. Should be a lot of fun as they prepare to take on Liberty today. Uh, Jake, before we get into some college football scores, a couple of interesting in-state basketball scores this weekend. Uh, yeah. Southern Utah, they just beat Nebraska in double overtime, 79-78. to 78. How about that? It's a massive win for Todd Simon down there with the Thunderbirds. Um, of course, uh, Nebraska, they fired uh, Tim Miles last year, brought in, um, who's the former Bulls coach? Who's Iowa State coach. Uh, I forget his name all of a sudden. Uh, Brett, Fred Hoiberg, yeah, Austin Fazer helped yeah, me out. Hoiberg's new new head coach out there, and all of a sudden Nebraska's off to an 0-2 start in his first year. Not a great look. <laughs> No, not great. And then, of course, uh, Utah State gets the big win over Weber State. And mm-hmm. then Utah 
94-point victors last night. Uh, Sets a Division one record, yeah. D, yeah, biggest margin of victory for two D1 schools going at it. So the interesting scores all over. I know BYU, I believe they're in action right now. Yeah, halftime, San Diego State's up 7 on BYU, 36-29. Denver beat UVU as well. Interesting. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of keep you appraised to some of the uh, college basketball scores, but more importantly, college football right now. Uh, Weber State in a huge game today. They're taking on North Dakota. They are up 17-7. to uh, Constantine has two touchdown throws already. One of them was this amazing catch near the goal line for a touchdown. So Weber State, Jay Hill's crew, they're up 17-7 right now. Just put a field goal through um, in uh, the top 25. A good one brewing in Tuscaloosa as uh, number six, uh, number two, LSU versus number three, Alabama. 16-13, LSU with the lead on that one. Uh, number 16, Kansas State, they're up 14-7 over Texas. Wake Forest, 10-6 up on Virginia Tech. 30-0, UConn and uh, is fall is behind Cincinnati. Ohio State gets the huge win, 73-14. Minnesota upsets Penn State, 31-26, Jake. And uh, in the Pac-12, it's all USC so far against Arizona State, 28-13. Um, and then Colorado, 10-6 up on Stanford. So some Pac-12 scores going down. Later tonight, Cal, Washington State, and then Washington beat Oregon State last night. So Pac-12... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bottom of the league, not super interesting, but still two teams at the top that could do a lot of work. Yeah, the crazy thing, going back to the Alabama-LSU thing, I was just kind of been tracking on my way getting down here to JCW, is if, if LSU could contain Alabama's big plays, they'd be out com- comfortably in front right now. Yep. But two big plays for and the Al- Crimson Tide, keep them right in it, yeah. Yep, and Alabama's made a bunch of mistakes, too. Tua had a fumble, just slipped out of his hand, you know, and then, of course, LSU with mm-hmm. the mistakes. You can't let a punt return go back for a touchdown. Especially That's after you get away with a face mask on that play. Oh, he nearly <laughs> took his head off. Yeah. The refs were like, he's fine. He's fine. He's all right. Uh, Jacob, I'm up here in Stockton 12 Honda, of course, our home of the Saturday show, where you can get a Civic for 5 bucks a day, an Accord for $6 a day, a CRV for $7 a day. Of course, that great deal, two Hondas for $12 a day. And also, they are at clearance on all remaining 2019 vehicles. We've talked to a bunch of customers this is, a, this is busy today because people are coming in to get great deals on Hondas. Also, certified pre-owned. Uh, if you purchase one of those, you'll walk out of here with a $50 Megaplex gift card. And those uh, certified pre-owned cars, they are amazing. They've got a big lot, the giant selection. So make sure you come check us out. We've got jazz shirts. Uh, we've got a couple hats left. So uh, things are going fast. So make sure you come see us and then come check out the Hondas here in stock. They also have 100 CRVs in stock, too, so come check those out as well. Uh, coming up on the other side, Jake, let's get back into that Utah Jazz victory. I want to let you hear from Boyan Bogdanovich as he spoke post game. And, uh, you know, the, the on court interview with him and Kristen Kenny was so great where he, you yeah. know, he stopped her and said, I want to hear this crowd. And they were chanting his name. It was pretty awesome. He also spoke in the locker room after. We'll also take a look at what the Jazz have this week and if they continue the streak they're on. Um, and then I want to get into a little bit of college football playoffs and go off of what Brian Jones and Tony Parks were talking about uh, in that last segment. So a lot of time to go here uh, on the Saturday show. We'll be with you till 4 o'clock here on the Zone Sports Network.